1: I've started a series, I wanted to continue, but I'm, 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 I'm going to deviate just slightly. It all comes together, but I, I want to deviate slightly, just slightly, but it's still about... I'm starting a series called Building a Family Fortress. How to deal with crisis in the home. And those who are watching me online, I hope you can listen to this. Building a Family Fortress. Somebody is here and saying, I'm still single. No, it's the singles that I'm trying to get to. Uh, building a family fortress. And this will also help us in what we're doing over this period of time. The book of Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24 to 27, they amplified. We're going to read this. And it says, so everyone who hears these words of mine and act on them. Major problem in the church is people are hearing the word but they're not acting and they're not acting even many of us are a contributory factor to this coronavirus as Christians we're shouting it so loud that they don't even know the difference between you saying by confidence I stand on the blood of Jesus that protects me many of you have gone to buy toilet rolls and emptied the shop I must say we didn't have toilet wood in the house, so I had to go out and buy. Uh, and l- let me make fun of myself, to be honest with you. Uh, and uh, my wife called me from the car at 5 a.m. in the morning while I took her to Tesla. I'm only entitled to one. says, How many do you want? She said, At least three. I said, Leave it to me. So I went out with my coat and my stuff, and I bought the first set. And I dropped it in the car, took off my coat. <laughs> And went in with my hoodies and (laughs) brought the second set. And then came out and took off my glasses. (laughs) Actually, it was not the tissue, it was hand gels we were trying to get. We brought some into church. I said, don't worry. I mean, you've got one hairstyle. I've got different. Um... But well, the Bible says it's like a wise man. We need to be wise. We need to not only hear the word, but we need to act on them. Listen to this is like a wise man or woman. And this is what it says. I love the amplified it says a far-sighted, practical and sensible man. Someone who is looking into the future but not making decisions on the present. If I'm going to build a family fortress, a family that is solid, I, my decisions that we make now has to be for the future and not for the present. You've got to get this. It, it, it means the person that I need to go out, the person I'm going to marry, I need to have what is called foresight. Because many people are married or have married based on present situation. Circumstances change. How a family stays together is not based on the beauty of today. It is based on, the, on, 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 on how deep they have dug into their lives and into the ground to build a home upon. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He says, he says, who builds his house on the rock? And we understand that building on the rock is not an easy fit. He says, and the rain fell. So listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. The rain will fall. The Bible says, and my wife said this recently. He says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Things that are happening in the world is falling on the just and the unjust. The rain will fall. This is what I want to preach today. I'm hopefully, I'm going to get to, to to my major points. I'm just going to take one point and encourage you with this: the rain will fall. The rain will fall. Turn to nobody and say, the rain will fall. I said nobody. He said that. <laughs> the rain will fall. The rain will fall. He says the rain will fall and the floods and the torrents will come. No matter who you marry. No matter what relationship you find yourself in. The rain is going to fall. And the torrents will come. And the wind will blow and the Bible says and it will slam against the house. It's going to to slam. Things you did not expect is going to come. Pastor, this is not good news. It is good news. Because the Bible didn't say because you build on the rock. The Bible didn't say because you're a child of God. The Bible didn't say because uh, you're married and everything went well during the wedding. Doesn't mean that that is the beginning and the end of a marriage. The rain will fall. Things will challenge the home. Things will come against the home. And they will come in diverse ways. And if you marry for a reason, there is a reason why I married. I married this person because she is beautiful. Beauty will not, will not stand against the rain. I married this man because he has money. Money will not stand against the torrents. And marry this man because he has authority. He's a pastor. He's a leader. It will not stand when the torrents come. And it will come. No one is shouting me down this morning. because We don't like that. It will come. The Bible says it's going to come. That's why the only way to stand against it is by building on the rock. He says, and everyone... Who hears these words of mine and does not do them? Does not do them. I love the minister, who minister on Wednesday Lake. he was talking about people not reading the word. If you don't read the Bible, then you are really not reading anything. Many of us are reading the, the internet, the Instagram. Everybody is an influencer. Of what? Can you ask them? Don't put your good photographs on Instagram. Let's see what goes on in real life. Everybody wants to put words of encouragement on there. But so many people are reading Facebook. Nobody is reading the word, And many people say the word oh, is boring. It's boring, really? Nothing that you need to do to make significant effect in your life comes easy. Exercising is boring too. And the Bible says, he says, everyone who hears these words and does not do them will be like a foolish, you see, foolish, stupid man. And I use the word stupid a lot and I start to feel guilty. But when I read that, I said, well, God has encouraged me. He will be like a foolish, stupid man who builds his hands on the sand. And the rain fell. And the floods and torrent came. And the winds blew and slammed against that house. And it fell, and great and complete was its fall. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3 to 4. I need to quickly get here. He says, through skillful and godly wisdom, a house, a life, a home, a family. I'm going to repeat this again. He says, through skillful and godly wisdom, a life, a home. Is it up there? A family is built, can we put it up please? Through, I'm going to be myself again, through skillful and godly wisdom. A house, a life, a home, a family is built and by understanding it is established on a sound and good foundation and by knowledge Its rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. This message, this morning, it would teach us what a family, sorry, listen a second. It would teach us what a family or a marriage is and how to define the choices we make as we embark on this journey. Listen to me. A family, a strong family must be a fortress. A strong family. And can I, let me just say this. Maybe you're in church, you're separated. Maybe you're in church, you're divorced. That doesn't mean you can't build a family. Are you following what I'm saying? God, in his infinite mercy and grace, will help you. But I also want to encourage those who are building, and those who want to build, and those who are building a life. He says, a life, a house, a home, a family. Families of great value and quality are built and not given. Listen to me. So let me, let, let, let me bring a balance here. A life of great value and honor is built and not given. Nobody would give you a good life. You have to build it. When you build the child... The child will outlast the house. When you build your husband, your wife, they will outlast your generation. You've got all of us have got to take time to build. Shortcuts are sands. Strong houses are what. So don't take shortcuts. And that's the reason. And I said this before: trying to run after someone else's husband. And going out with someone else's husband is you building on the sand. Because the Bible made it clear that there is seed time and harvest. It didn't say harvest time because the harvest comes anytime. And the harvest is important. There's seed time and there's harvest. If you run after someone else's husband, sleeping with someone else's husband or wife in this day and age, you are building on a site. you may successfully get them, but you have already instituted a generational issue that even your beauty and your life and your money will not be able to buy. Though no, I just love him and I, just, I, I know what I'm doing is wrong. You know, but you're still doing something that is wrong. If you're married and you're chasing after someone else, you are building on a sand. No one succeeds in that. Because the Bible didn't say that you build according to the world. It says you've got to build according to the world. And the world does not legislate, no matter how bad it is, infidelity, adultery, or fornication. Listen to me so 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 god is expecting us in church and in our lives to build proper relationships oh i'm I'm going out with this guy i know he's not really a christian but i'm praying praying on what the bible says he who hears and acts on my word do i not think it's difficult surely Especially when you're seeing all your other girlfriends or boyfriends going out with someone and it seemingly looks successful. But when we read the scripture, the Bible says that it's like a wise man, a far-sighted man. Many young ones, my homies these days, are just looking on the here and now. That's why they will force themselves to marry even though you clearly know you have issues and you're not compatible. Because you just want to do that Zanko dance. You really... That, they must play that... So you, and, 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 and then you spend more time organizing how to dance, synchronize. And you're far from dancing with the almighty God. And I know, it's pressure. It is pressure. But the truth of the matter is that God is looking at us and says, my word will never come down to your level. You have to go up to the level of the word. I know. Hey, I'm looking like, I, if I. If it was this day and age, I, I'm feeling we should do our marriage again so that my wife and I can... That, you, you have no idea how good downsteps steps I have that's in my archive, that I've buried. I will resurrect it. Now, trust me. When you're far-sighted, your decisions will be based not on what you see today, but what you believe God to build tomorrow. Because I'm telling you, telling you, young ones, when everything is done, and you walk into that house, and you shut the door, the first year of your marriage is the one that will determine if it's built on a rock or on a sand. Are you hearing me? There are no shortcuts to success and longevity in life or in a relationship. If you don't build, you will not fight. The quality of family life influences every part of our lives. A survey tells us that the greatest source, and many of you will identify with me, that the greatest source of happiness in life is in the family. The same survey tells us that the greatest source of frustration and disappointment in people's life is dealing with family problems. So the question that I want to do and I want to deal with today, through next week, through whenever we finish, is how do we build a family fortress? That deals with crisis. That any marriage or relationship can throw at us. How how, how exactly do we deal with this? And the first thing I want to t- teach us, and please, I know this is regarding relationships or marriage, but this word is going to affect every area of your life. The first thing is you've got to erect the wall of acceptance. The wall of what? acceptance. This is going to be, I'm going to have to read through some of this because this is going to really be a debate in people's minds. I said what? Erect the wall of what? Shout acceptance loud. Even if you're watching me at home, say acceptance. Listen, most crises occur in the home because people have refused to accept themselves. And the different seasons of their life. Hence, they either fight it or they hate it and loathe it. Listen to me. There is only one secret, more than that, but there is one that I know clearly. For a long-term, successful, happy relationship. And that is what I call the power of acceptance. Turn to yourself and say acceptance. High-five yourself and say, acceptance. us. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Jesus, have mercy. <laughs> acceptance, listen to me, does not mean that we agree with the other person's behavior or shortcomings. It simply means accepting them the way they are without walking our whole lifetime to try to change them. This is building a family fortress. Many of you don't realize that many of us can spend a lifetime trying to change what we didn't manufacture. Just like as we accept ourselves, so God is asking us to accept others. Once we accept the other person, for what she or he is, rather than what we want them to be, the energy used until now to criticize can be used for building and nurturing the relationship. Pastor, how do you know? Romans chapter 15, verse 7. Romans chapter 15, and verse 7. He says, therefore, accept each other. Therefore, What? Accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given the glory. When we accept ourselves and others and life, we can create a real sense of peace and let go of much of our suffering. And from this place of peace and truth, we're more able not Only to appreciate life, but also to manifest the kind of relationships and the outcomes that we want. Acceptance is not resignation, failure, or agreement. It's simply telling the truth and allowing things to be as they are. Mm, Many people are going to shake their heads on this, Pastor. What are you saying? Listen, there is a season to be single. Accept it. I'm single. Accept accept it. Accept that I'm single. Stop fighting it. Stop arguing against it. Stop crying about it. We were all single once. Some are married and want to be single. You're single, so what? Travel, if you can. (laughs) Enjoy your life. Oh, I'm married, he left me, she left me, and all that. Yes, ask, look, accept that this is where I am now. If you're married, accept you're married. Stop being married and thinking, I wish I was single. You're now married. Now listen to me. Because you're married means that things will change. When I was single, I could do anything I want. I can take risks that I need to take without being accountable to anyone. Now you're married. Stop complaining about I'm married and it looks like my life is stifled. What is stifled? You're married. Accept the fact that you're married. It will stop you from complaining. Now when you have kids and you have come into a season of having kids it's a different ball game altogether the reason many of you are tired and stressed is because you haven't accepted the fact that you now have kids and you may have to sit at the back for a while it's called acceptance and if you don't build those walls as your life moves on your life will not be built on a rock when you have kids your life changes entirely entirely Accept it. When when when, when I had Jaden, when I had my son, I, I was in a shock. Absolute shock. Because I used to be able to pray, wake up early in the morning, makati yata, suddenly I found my prayer life physically take a nose he will cry and wake up in the early hours of the morning, any time in the night. They, they cry, they cry. Oh, my baby cries, I don't have time to sleep. Accept it! Wake up and take care of that baby. You are not in the hospital room. Accept it! Because if you can accept that this is the season and it will pass, it makes you have joy and give praise unto the almighty God. I will wake up and I'm a very, very light sleeper. So every movement I'm off. So sometimes I'm waking up tired. I remember I had my mentor who came to live with us one time and I sat down with him and said, as a pastor, I feel that my spiritual life is taking a nosedive. He says, why? I don't, I don't, I can't pray the way I used to pray before. I can't do stuff that Jaden, Jaden is, 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 taking all of my time and all that. And he looked at me and he says, you ungrateful. You, you prayed for 10 years for this son. What were you doing in the whole 10 years before he came? He says, I, I don't understand. He says, all the prayers you prayed for 10 years is in a reservoir. Open the tap and start getting from that grace. You will not have that time you had before. You, you tap into grace. That's why it's not by power, by might. Life has changed, bro. He says, your life now is to serve this child and bring him up in the way of God. Which means things can't be the same way it used to be. Accept the season of your life and rejoice with it. You know, when I accepted it, I said, okay, let me calm down. This is rest, this is joy. I remember during that time, my son would not, would not latch on to my, m- 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 my, wife's, uh, frontal female anatomy. Uh, he, 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 he won't, he won't latch on. And there was stress in the house. One day I woke up, I saw my wife crying. I saw my son crying. I'm like, babe, what's happening? Hey, he's not latching on. I said, so start to use the pump. Huh? Express. Hey, I wanted to ask it. He said, for what? Tell me why. Hey, I just want to say, no, 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 no. no. Tell me why. It's because you've heard everybody else say it brings mother and child together. We've seen people who have been on that for one year and the mother still forsook the child. And they, they still had fights. Get over it. Rejoice. This is what God has given you. Find other ways. And the next thing, she just accepted it. He's not doing it. So she will stop pumping. And again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know you hear that. that uh, I will be upset. I say Daisy. 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 It's in action. I call her Daisy the cow. That's his. Expressive Daisy. Daisy. We had fun. If you call my wife during that period. You'll be like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Accept it. Accept it. I, I had to accept it. And you know what? When I accepted it, accepted it, God gave me different ideas. Do you know, while I'm even holding my son, I'm praying in the night. While I wake up in the night, put him back and I can't sleep, I'm able to read the words. I'm able to pray. While I put him in the pram I and mean, he can't sleep, I put him in the pram and walking through, through the, through the, uh, uh at the park. And I'm praying, I'm rejoicing. Many of us, we will never find the goodness of God in our situation. Because we're complaining about it. When you have a child, listen to me. When you have a child, your, your responsibility does not decrease, it increases. Accept it. That's how God can help you through it. When you have a child, so you have the child listen to me some of the ministers you need to listen to me carefully you have the child you have the job you have the wife guys and then you have your responsibility in church accept it you know what most of you do the first thing you do is i'm so tired i'm overwhelmed things are not working for me and i've been there before even i was pastor i've been there before and i've heard in my voice slow down that's what i heard slow down i say yes And the first thing he wants me to slow down with is church. Where the blessing comes from and protects the blessing is what the enemy wants me to cut off first. Not your job, not your Netflix, not your football. But the first thing he tells you to do is slow down coming to church. Oh, I can't come to church because the child is restless. You see, the more you take that child and the more you take your children away from church, the less you are under that atmosphere of protection. We all grew up in church. In fact, this church is even better because they take them to the children's church. When we grew up, we have to sit down beside our parents. Woe betide you if you move. It's an acceptance. Faith is an acceptance. Listen to me carefully. Most of the times, we don't realize that what we resist persists. Many people are in constant, tiring fight of resisting things when we are supposed to accept them and move on. And people, erroneously, we use Romans chapter 4, verse 17, as it is written. I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the death, and, call it, and call it those things which be uh, not as though they were. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not calling those things that are as though they are not. He says, calling those call who call it those things which be not, as though they were; not calling those things that are, as though they're not. The child is here. The issue is here. The job is here. Life is here now. Don't call it away, lest you curse yourself rejoice with it and ask God, how do I get through this? The question is, if I accept where I am right now, how do I know it is not settling? Let me tell you what acceptance is not. Number one, it is not an admission of failure or powerlessness. It means, it does not mean putting yourself in a place of disadvantage. It sometimes means surrendering to God and that is powerful. Not my will, but Thy will be done. Let me take a very good example of a home. My wife and I, we have different kinds of temperaments. We have different kinds of temperaments. The things that I want to be done, bam, bam. The things that she just, she, she will coast through. And over the years we've had issues butting against each other. Doing now, doing now, doing that, doing that, doing that. Do I found out myself one day. I said, you know what? I'm not gonna die. I'm not gonna die. I'm not gonna die. Ah, I'm not gonna die. Okay, okay. You know what? Carry on. I have to go to God who created you to bring change. And you know what? Sometimes have you ever done this? That when you pray to God, change my husband, change my wife. Wait till you hear what He needs to say. So that he can help you. Because the wisdom that comes from above is peaceable. 99% of the time, God is going to tell you, you change. Yes. I used to shout. Ah, Then we'll go to the doctors and they say, you have high blood pressure. <laughs> the one you're shouting at has zero. <laughs> we'll go to the dentist. They will say, we went to the dentist together. Well, last week, Bam, but she was waiting for me. We went at the same time. Different dentists. She was in, out. Are you? Are you? Are you grinding your teeth? I said, "Get me out of here!" And I, I looked through the window. She was waiting for me. I said, "Again?" I came out. I said, "What did they say?" I "Said nothing." "Has once a year." "Mine twice a year." "Relax. Slow down." Don't die. Because if they bury you, life continues. I'm telling you, you are so fixated on your spouse changing that you really don't understand that there is a log in your own eyes. It's not an admission of failure. It doesn't mean that, okay, uh, I'm fed up. It's not a fed up. It's surrendering. God, let thy will be done. Number two, it is not mediocrity or conformity. Others may fear that acceptance will lead not to change, but to weary resignation. No, acceptance is not mediocrity. Acceptance is saying to yourself, "This where I am right now, I release my life unto God. And number three, acceptance does not mean abandoned hope. Acceptance is simply being willing to have the experience you're already having. Acceptance, coronavirus is here. It is here. So, what do we do about it? We rest in God, we pray about it, but we also use wisdom in how we move around with it. But I can see so many people, hey, God forbid, hey, send, it off. send it back to sender. Send it back to which one? China? Where is it going back to? <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me, everyone, you young ones, listen to me. Acceptance, in my opinion, is the key to convert momentary happiness into enduring happiness. It helps you move from feeling happy to actually being happy. Many of us are not happy because we don't accept who we are. Accept it. I'm told, accept it. Don't try to be wearing flats every single time and some clothes looks ridiculous. Don't worry. If you're tall and above everybody, somebody who likes you tall will marry you tall. Hey, I I really can't marry somebody who is short. Accept him short. If money hits you, you will not know the difference in height. Are you for real? Is that really your concern? Many of you cannot even accept your body. You go do implants. You kill yourself. You're black. You want to be white. You kill yourself. Accept it. God, when he created you, he was not foolish in creating you. He knew what you needed and what he's going to do with you. He knew who will come to you. He knew how things are going to be and he will work it out. Sometimes life takes a detour where we wonder, God, what is happening to me? But we still trust that God is still able to make all things work together for our good. If you're going to build a fortress in your home... I, acceptance is the first thing. I accept it. I accept my child. I don't compare my child to other, to other children. There will be a temptation to do that. But I accept my child. Not everyone is going to go to Eton. Not everyone is going to go to Winchester. Not everyone is going to go to Chatterdam Not everyone's going to go, go to... It. But, 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 but someone may, may, may go to a school in East London and appear on GMTV the following morning. They didn't go to any big school. When Meghan Markle wanted to go to school, he went to this school. This black boy, unknown, came in, and it became a sensation. Everybody who watched that interview knew this guy is going some places. You know, free, free, free advertisement came when no one was expecting it. And you, the mother, and you, the parents. Hey, if he doesn't go here, he may not be able to rise up to greatness in life. How can you start saying that because you're comparing somebody who had the money to send their children to a private school? If you have the money, God bless you. If you don't, whatever God says about that child wasn't written in a school. I have heard, I've learned. Listen to me. I have learned as a pastor that non-acceptance is a form of insanity and denial, and a one-way ticket to anxiety, anger, and unhappiness. Love your body. Do whatever you need to do to make it, but love yourself. For a long time, I never wore short sleeve. Because one girl who didn't create me, who didn't know anything, says, I don't, I'm not sure about your arm. Does my arm not look good? Are you all right? And for years, I didn't wear a t-shirt. And it sometimes it's hot. And I'm, you know, some ladies will never wear a skirt because they said, your leg is curved. Who, 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 my, who, 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 who what, what is your problem? And you start looking at it. And the more you look at it, the more curvature you make it. <laughs> I know it's hard to practice acceptance when you deeply wish things are different. But the truth is, sometimes, we can't change our reality, even if we try. So let me quickly teach you, in one minute, how to practice acceptance. Practicing acceptance prepares you to live in this changing world. Many people still didn't accept the fact that that, 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 that right now, things have changed. Many people can't accept the fact that not so many people are sitting in, in Tesco or stuff and dealing with your, your shopping. I was able to go in and out, in and out, in and out, because my phone. I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't bring any debit card, any credit card, any stu- stuff. My wife gave me cash to go and buy, and no one was on the till. Then I remembered, ah, my phone has this uh, Apple, you see, acceptance. Life has changed. I went there. He says, Put it near. I'm like, Near what? Put it near. This thing, I will defeat it today. Just double press, I double press. A press, so it went. Ran out, came back again, transformed. It's acceptance. The reality of life is that you've got to learn to accept things that God Himself is not willing to change. Ah, and that has become a difficult thing for some people. Finding the lesson. Or the purpose behind every challenge will help you embrace it instead of fighting it. A vast, listen to me, a vast amount of energy is spent when we resist. I have to agree, sometimes light can throw us a curveball. It does. The first reaction is to pull away. To deny. To disapprove. To disagree. But when we take the time to practice acceptance, faith can be restored. The result can be the release of denial. It can be a release of anger. It can be a release of depression. My sister died. My mom died in my life. I had to accept it. God, why? He still didn't answer me after 30 years. It's an acceptance. They've gone. They've gone. They're in the bosom of God. They've gone. Let it go. Sorry to use this example because it's based on, but I, I remember uh, when uh, some few few weeks ago or, or probably a month ago, when my wife and I had finished a prayer on Friday, fasting and praying, we went back home and they were calling us left, right and center. And on Saturday, they were now taking her mom to the hospital. And suddenly, they, she broke down and I could hear them doing this and all that. And I said to, the, to, to, to her sister, I said, let her go, let her go. If it's our time, there's nothing you can do. Let her go. She's enjoyed life. My wife walked. She said, What do you mean by let her go? I said, No, no, no. I was talking about something else. You've got to let it go. He said, Accept us. I've reached the point where I asked God, and God said to me clearly in the bathroom, It's time. Let her go. So that we don't hold on to something that will cause more pain. What can I put in practice in the journey of acceptance in our homes, in our lives? Number one understanding 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 is the key to recovery understanding understanding is the first step to acceptance and only with acceptance can there be recovery pastor what do you mean by that understanding is having good insight or good judgment to have deep understanding is to be able to put the pieces together and use such understanding to be able to solve problems if you understand your phases of marriage, you will apply good judgment to the situation. I am married right now. I have two kids. It is apply wisdom to it. It's not going to get any better right now, but it gets easier for that season as, you go, as they grow older. But as they grow older, as some people can tell us, it's a different challenge altogether. Because while they were young, it's pampas and sleeping. As they're going older, it's running, it's school runs. As they're going older, it is GCSE, prayer and fasting. As they're going older, it is university, praying to God that they don't fall into the wrong hands, as most of us have done. And then, then they now graduate, we're happy. But then his husband, wife, are they going to be in the right course? And then after that, that, what you ran away from years ago, comes back to it's just a cycle. You become grandmother. Then you change pampas again. It's a lifetime. But you know what? People who don't die quickly are those who know how to enjoy their phases. When we first got married, in the first year of our marriage, it was, we, we knew that we're going to have to adapt to each other. Enjoy it. Fight and come back together. In fact, when you come back together after fighting, it's sweet. Enjoy yourself. Nobody said it's going to be easy. But many of us, we want to want to wash it away. We want to clear it away. We don't We don't want it to exist. And many of you still don't believe these acceptance things. Let me show you now. Let me give you scriptures. Second Corinthians 12, 8 to 9. Let's look at woman. He says, How many times? How many times? Read it. Speak to me. There are still people in church. How many times? What did he do? Who did he call upon? He says, and besought him about this and begged that it may depart from me. But he said to me, my grace, in fact, my grace, my favor, and loving kindness and mercy. How? You're asking something to depart. And God says, do you know what? That thing is there because of my favor, my grace, and my loving kindness. It is enough for you. Sufficient against any danger. And enables you to bear the trouble manfully. Let me talk to some of the men in the house, online or here right now. You are a man. You need to be able to have enough on the inside of you to get through anything. There are times you will be tired. There will be times you will be stressed. There will be times you will say to yourself, I don't know how I'm going to cope with this. Be a man. His grace is sufficient for you. You can go for any kind of mental counseling. It still will not work. Because there's one thing you need to understand accept you are the head of the family you carry that responsibility but god's grace is with you nothing is going to depart he will give you the grace to bear it up it's an understanding why am i here right now it's an understanding why are we in this building it's an understanding when we go to visit, different kinds of bills came it's just an understanding that as you go towards your future if you bear and you're able to fight through some things doors will continue to open for you and many of you don't realize this as I said to one of my sons why are you complaining about God's blessing he blessed you with a good job now you're saying you're overwhelmed you're overwhelmed with what should, should I pray that you go back to where you started you now have a job you now have a resource. you now have a business and your business you have people other people that are working with you that are giving you headache yes it's because you have a business and you're prospering have an understanding number two quickly Number The next you is unlock resisting and find the lesson. Unlock resisting. Unlock resisting. Choose not to judge what happens to you, Jesus. Instead, believe that everything happens for a reason and that better things will always follow. Unlock resisting. If you keep resisting yourself in your home and fighting against each other, you will never see the better things that are coming. In fact, the reason we're fighting and our homes are in such a disarray and our children are not performing the way they're performing is because the atmosphere of the home is filled with resistance. And you're wondering why your five-year-old, your seven-year-old, your 15-year-old starts to look at you and say, Mom, shut shut up. Dad, I, I don't want to hear this. Slams the door. Because they saw you slamming the door in what you're supposed to understand your time and ask for grace. Did you see you gracious to each other and you want them to be gracious to you? And many of you who grew up in that home are mm, praying to God that you do not repeat the same thing you saw. Learn from church. Learn from the world. Unlock resistance. Stop resisting it. He's left. she's left. Let them go. Build whatever you can do right now. Romans 8, 28. The Living Bible says, And we know that all that happens to us is working for our good. If, if we love God and are fitting into his plans. When we stop wishing that things were different from what they are, we avoid wasting energy on resistance and can focus on positive ways to deal with our situation. And number three, and lastly as I close, undertake a positive mindset. We need to develop the habit of looking at whatever happens to a positive mindset instead of a negative one. All things work together. Can I promise you that life is going to be easy? Absolutely not. But when things come to you, as Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 says, and now brothers, as I close this letter, let me say one more thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and good and light. Think about things that are pure and lovely and dwell on the fine, good things in others. Look at, don't look at someone, <laughs> look at yourself. And say, from now on... Say this, I say, from now on... I will see the good in others. He says, think all you can. Praise God for... And be glad about it. If you don't have a car... Rejoice. Because maybe if you had a car, you would be disabled. Maybe you would have had an accident. We are coming this morning... And it was only the mercy of God... That saved us from an accident. Just on my own lane... A lady came from that lane and just hit to us. I swerved, about to keep the other car, swerved back. There was panic in the car. And as we were driving, instead of me saying, Oh, the devil is a liar, I looked at my wife. I said, Isn't it ironic that for 18 years we have been traveling from Essex all the way to Archway? Three, four, five times a day. And then travel all the way. Sometimes 250 miles. 400 miles. Nearly every week. Sometimes to see our son and all that. And God has guided us through it. Father, I rest on the things that are good and lovely and of a good report. Maybe that accident was to bring me back. To show me that it's not my skill in driving. It is the Almighty God that has protected us. Faith. Faith is one of the strongest parts of acceptance. And I think for me, faith is knowing that tomorrow will be all right without a proof. Did you get something from it? It's my acceptance Faith is my acceptance that in my marriage, in my relationship, I know tomorrow will be all right without a proof. Bow your heads, let's pray. Father, we we want to come to a time of acceptance. Many people are fighting a season, trying to find different ways to work out what is going on with them. but we have come to a place where God are saying, even my son Paul prayed three times. And I said, my grace is sufficient. Give us the ability by faith to accept where you've placed us. And let us not abdicate our responsibility. Let us be faithful to the things that you have called us to do. Let us go out from church and say, God, Father... Let your will be done in my life. Jesus had to assert that he must die. He, he, could, he, he tried to pray it away, but God says no. And then he says, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. As we gather together this morning, let your will be done in our lives. This we pray and this we believe. And maybe as we bow our heads, there's somebody here. Maybe you're online. You haven't given your life to God. So somebody just said, why don't you dial in? Maybe you're here this morning and you haven't given your life to Jesus, but you want to do that. And I'm going to tell you to stand up. But wherever you are, you may just want to lift your hand and say, Pastor, I really want to give my life to Jesus. I've not done that before, but I'm doing it this morning. That Jesus come into my life, that I may accept that you are Lord and Savior. Not with a proof, but just with a faith of acceptance. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And someone says aloud what? Amen. Amen.
0: You've been listening to Ty Adashugba, Pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 20 7435 3939. You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19, 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.